When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is Monday, November 21st. Before I forget, no podcast tomorrow. Uh, There may be one on Wednesday, but remember, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, Not only am I driving to family Thanksgiving, but you guys should be spending more time with your families as well. So get away from me, get away from the podcast, get away from YouTube, get away from everything. This is a week about family, so go there. Um, big news. So Friday, if you're not on my socials, I, um, I posted that I had a quote. I, I had a note, I should say. in my. Uh, I use Apple Notes to take notes for, for all the episodes. And Jim Cramer, my note says Jim Cramer said on Friday that he thinks that Nelson Peltz, who's an activist, is taking a stake in Disney. Cramer is usually wrong. Uh, he has been more wrong than he has been right. But uh, since it had other backing, I thought Disney was going to be bullish. And so what happened over the weekend, uh, specifically, I think late last night, is that Disney, you know, Jim Cramer has been screaming that Disney should fire their, uh, their CEO, Bob Chapek. Well, they did. And they brought in the old guy, uh, Bob Iger who is beloved, by the way, um, he did, he, when he was at Disney, he did some fairly significant buys, um, uh, Marvel, uh, the Star Wars stuff. Um, he did a, a lot of spending. He also bought Fox or, or um, some of the Fox assets into ESPN. They were expensive. They were not very well taken by the street. Bob got out. Chapek got pinned with all of that stuff. Chapek started the streaming service, but Bob had begun it. Um, Chapek has been getting a lot of hit, so now the White Knight comes in and um, starts, you know, cleaning stuff up. So Bob Iger is back in. Disney is up 10, 11, 20 <laughs> percent. That's a big jump, but yeah, it's been up 10, 10 to 11 percent today. Uh, I continue to say anything under 100, you buy this stock. Anything over 100, you can think about selling it whenever you want. Uh, just don't sell it under 100. I don't care you know, how low it goes. Uh, this is a big boost for the stock in my mind, um, but we don't know the details. We don't know JPEG could be getting a billion dollars to walk out the door. Well, that's not going to be good for the stock. So we don't have the AK. Have to wait for the AK before I would say you buy it. But in my mind... If it dips under 100 and you can get it, I think this $95 price target that it got that the algorithm got you out of, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the chart. I think that's an indication that I think the floor is between 90 and 95. And I think if that if the stock goes down to that level, I think you're good buying that one. It's got a solid dividend. This company is expensive. But what about Disney isn't expensive? The PE is 52. If they start monetizing some of the things that they've done, uh, you can see the multiple bottom here at about 91. 
Um, you know, 90, that's why I say 90 to 95, five years from now, are you going to know that you spent $5 more per share uh, on this? Probably not. Probably not. So I, I think Disney is a buy here. Uh, I just don't know that today is your buy. Again, if it dips under 100 and you want to buy it, go ahead and buy it. Disney is one that I, I don't think that you can go wrong at. So that was the big news this morning. Um, there also was uh, some news. Um, well, I shouldn't say news, but oil over the weekend um, kind of dipped down under $80 a, a barrel. And this morning it's under $80 a barrel. I did some research into this, and it turns out that just Thanksgiving week is a dip um, in oil. So energy stocks will probably continue to go down this week. Uh, let's look at some of the energy stocks that I personally own. Devon, I think I moved this one to under 65. Buy it over 65. You can sell it. Uh, it's got its ex-dividend date on December 9th. You can clearly see there was a button hook here. Kind of continued down. Uh, it, the algorithm got you out on Friday with a, a 4% loss. Um, so you'd be out of this one if you're listening to the algorithm. The algorithm makes you 42% buying and holding makes you 387%. Uh, your average win is 13% on this. Right now, the MACD is crossing down the RSIs in no man's land at 44. Uh, you can clearly see right after earnings, the volume is just dying. It's not there. Uh, but this one has a very good dividend, so I'm holding on to it for the dividend X date. After the dividend X date, uh, which is December 9th, we will be past the Russian oil uh, sanctions from Europe, which happen on December 5th. Uh, you will be past Thanksgiving week, where typically oil and energy is in a downturn. So I, I do think that you have opportunities here in energy. You're just going to have to put up with this week. I haven't sold. I'm still holding on to that one. I still hold Oxy. Oxy is down 1% in the pre-market. Same kind of chart. Same ex-dividend date, December 9th. Uh, the, the MACD is crossing down. The RSI is right at about 45. Um, you, you have no volume really here. There was no volume even on the pop. Buffett owns this one. You're still above the 200-day. I'm kind of sticking with it. Uh, you covered all the gaps. You just haven't covered this one down to about 61. I would say that this one, anything under 70, probably get into this one. Buffett still holds it. He loves it. Uh, it is what it is. XOM, Exxon is the other one that I own. Uh, well, I own MPLX too. You're seeing the button hook on this one. Uh, you're past the ex-dividend date. The MACD's on its way down. I think if you're looking to sell this one, 112 on Exxon is close to a 52-week high. Let's look at the 52-week high. 52-week high is 114, so you're only 2% off your 52-week high. I tend to hold this one just because I think my average purchase price is like in the low 40s. So I, I'm holding on to it. Um, Tom had from in, uh, Twitter had insta, um, instant messaged me about CHRD. This is Cord Energy Corporation. Uh, he was showing me some analysts that like this one more than they like Chevron. Um, this one has been on a run as well. Uh, the algorithm had you buy in at 135. Uh, the MACD is crossing down. The, the RSI is at 47. I can see the button hook in this one. If you're holding it, uh, I think there's a, there's a gap here between 138 and 140. 
probably in the crosshairs because again, you're you're below that 50 day, so you're losing kind of some of the bullishness. Bullishness. Um, you can see it's below that Bollinger Band right there. So you're kind of probably going to get pulled up a little bit, not much, but if energy is down this week, this one's going down too. Your past your ex-dividend date, uh, I would probably wait for this one to get more towards the, the 200 day, which is more towards 137. I think you're going to get that. Uh, you know, Again, if energy continues to go down, you're going to see it. So I, I wouldn't necessarily buy into this one now. It's been on this run. Um, you know, by the way, when I say stuff like that, shit goes up. So uh, throw your money all into CHRD. <laughs> uh, but energy, again, you know, we can look at uh, Viper Energy, um, uh, which has been one that I've talked about with a killer uh, dividend. Uh, got you out with a 15% dividend as of November 10th, your past your ex dividend date. You're seeing kind of the button hook there. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy into this one right now because, again, you're weak. Look at that MACD right there. The, the RSI's down. Uh, COP, ConocoPhillips, uh, is one that I talk about a lot. And this is one the algorithm got you out on Friday with a 20% gain. So you can clearly see that energy has run, um, and it, it's kind of button hooking. And, and they're all kind of doing the same thing. There, there's not much difference in this. CVX, which is the most widely held um, uh, Dow stock on energy, uh, it's button hooking. Hasn't gotten you out yet, but it's damn close. Probably get you out in the next couple of days because of the weaknesses. Um, Fang, it, same thing, this is Diamondback Energy. Uh, you're seeing it cross down, got you out with a 31% gain. There's a gap above this one, but you've clearly got weakness on the downside of the Bollinger Band. You've got this gap down here at 121 to 125. Not really in place since we're over the 200-day, but if it comes down closer to the 200-day and breaks that 200-day, that gap comes into play. You're past your ex-dividend date on this one. Uh, PXD, which is Pioneer uh, Natural Resources. This one has exposure to natural gas. You've got an ascending triangle on this one. The algorithm did get you out with a 4% loss, but I think anything below, um, I would say this, this, this triangle shows you weakness as long as it breaks. If we close above $250 today, uh, I think you may have a, another run in this one. You've got November 29th is your ex-dividend date. This one's a good one to just buy and hold if you're into energy. Uh, it's had a run. I mean, honestly, if you could have gotten it down here at 200 that would have been a great, great trade, but it's had its run. Another one that's had a killer run is LNG, Chenier Energy. This one deals mainly in natural gas. We had a uh, MACD cross up here at 166. You're only trading at 167. The MACD's down. The uh, RSI's in no man's land. But comparatively speaking, look at Boyle. Look at our friend Boyle continuing to just kill it on a five-minute chart today. Uh, it closed at 41.97, so say 42 up almost 10% at 40, 45.66. So it, it continues to kill it on, on, you know, go towards that gap. If we were to look at Boyle on the algorithm, again, Chenier Energy, remember, this is a company that takes, um, <clears throat> that takes uh, liquid natural gas, exports it in Louisiana, and then they put it on a ship and Im basically import it into Europe where they're paying a significantly more uh, amount for their uh, natural gas. 
Now, if you look at LNG, it is expensive. It is super expensive. They're not making money. They probably will become profitable, but they give their money back uh, in the form of dividends. Um, they are up 65% year to date. Their 52-week high is 182. So they're 8% off their 52-week high. If we were to look at Boyle, and remember, Boyle is an ultra ETF, so it trades quickly. <clears throat> There's a gap here between um, 44 and 48, which is 44, 40, and 45, 20. So you're covering that in the pre-market today. Uh, the buy-in was at 42.23 on November 17th last week. Um, you're continuing to see it above the nine-day. So you're moving. The MACD's kind of moving up. Um, it's just a slow, slow move up from this one. Um, but in the past, these, these slow moves have turned into big moves like back in July. Uh, the RSI is kind of in no man's land, 53. So I think if you can get this one, you know, again, today might be tough to get it down near that $42 price point, but 42 is probably your buy-in. Uh, if you get closer to the 200 day, which is at 66, I think you're going for that, that 87 to $95 gap that I've talked about above that 200 day. So as we get closer, might be an opportunity to buy in on some weakness. Um, but Boyle is one that, again, we've talked about a lot. Uh, Goldman Sachs came out with a prediction, uh, I think within the last half hour or so, that the bear market sticks around until 2023. Uh, my personal opinion, when we look at SPY, I'll take a look at SPY for you, um, just because this is an ETF that does the S&P 500. You had a buy-in here at 390. You're seeing the button hook. It's kind of coming in. Uh, this is a light trading week. Traditionally, we are going to look at some of the earnings that are coming out. I know Best Buy is coming out with earnings. Um, there's a couple other ones. I think Zoom videos coming out with earnings. But you've got a MACD cross down here that probably will get you out. See how it's a little bit high uh, and it's crossing down? The moving averages just have to come in. Uh, the RSI is at 61. So it's kind of high when you look at this SPY chart. So I would expect that we, and on the, the, the four-hour chart, you're above the 200-day. But a traditional kind of way to look at SPY is really on the daily, and you're still under the 200-day. You're using that 200-day as a resistance level, and that 200-day is at 405 on SPY. So when I say, yeah, it's up there on the MACD, the RSI is up there, we may be taking a break this week. That may be all this is. It may be another break. And then another breakdown to 360 on the net, on the uh, SPY might be happening because look at these waves. You basically get that rise, you get that fall. You get that, that kind of capitulation, you get that rise, and then you get another bigger fall. So you're making lower lows um, and higher lows. So I'm, I'm sorry, just lower lows. But you're, you're coming back. This is the trading range that we talked about. So um, I do think that, that, that you're kind of looking at that. Okay, I'm going to read you a note uh, from an anonymous person on Instagram. Hi, I'd love your thoughts. Let me preface this by saying I'm a total rookie, uh, aren't we all? And trading is a huge learning curve for me. Uh, and I do have to come out with my book, by the way. Uh, I, I decided this weekend I'm going to work on it over the holidays. Uh, I don't have time during the day, uh, all day, to sit and watch the stocks, but I try and peek in a few times a day. Uh, again, that's a key sentence. Who has freaking time? 
I, I have time because I don't work, but I don't expect everybody to have time. When you only have a couple of hours a day to peek in, <clears throat> I will kind of another sales job. <clears throat> the algorithm uses four hour charts. Excuse me while I take a drink. Mm. <clears throat> but the algorithm uses uh, four hour charts. And so twice a day you get texts. If you spend, you know, an hour a night, uh, even 30 minutes a night going over your alerts, going over the hardest part about TrendSpider is setting it up. Then it's on autopilot. And so that's the key point. If you've got a job and you don't have time to look in, that's perfect. Back to the note. I'm just getting my feet wet. So I put a couple thousand dollars uh, in a while back into an account and just left it. Uh, they traded uh, Boyle and TQQQ, which is huge. Uh, so she was thanking me. Knowledge is power, and you are absolutely empowering me to do more financially aware and become more responsible. God, I love that. Uh, my question is this. I'm in ISRG and PENN. They are both down. Uh, it's not a huge chunk of money, but I'm considering getting out of both and cutting my losses and trying to go back uh, in another stock like Macy's or TSM. If you're busy and can't get back to me, I'm never too busy for you guys. I totally understand. You have time to share your thoughts. I'd love to hear it. Uh, appreciate it. So uh, let's go over these two. So ISRG. I, I don't even know this company. Uh, inter, yeah, I thought it was inter, Intuitive Surgical. This was a, um, I believe it was an ARC stock, um, but it's been on its way down. This has very promising, I, I know enough about it to know it was super, super promising. Uh, you have had that fall from grace back in January where you were trading at about 350. You've gone down to 200. From the 200s, you're back up at 262. Right now, the algorithm has you in on a trade from 195 up to 262. It is filled with gaps. So 222 to 226, 240 to 247. Uh, but it hasn't get the algorithm hasn't gotten you out because this one continues to rise. It's past its earnings. Uh, looks like the last earnings date 119. Um, let's see, ISRG. Uh, let's look at their their PE is 69, so it's fairly expensive, but uh for healthcare, not too expensive. It's down 30% per year. Um, they're expecting uh 15% growth. Earnings per share this year increased by 58%, so 15 next year, and the next five years, eight percent. So they're kind of slowing their growth, so they couldn't justify the $369.52 week high. That's essentially what's happening. Um, it doesn't have a, a uh, dividend. Um, October 18th looks like an October three firms reaffirmed. Uh, they moved one Jeffries moved it to hold with a 210 price target. Uh, Mizuho neutral with a 215. Barclays outweight with a 235. You're trading at 262. So they are expecting this to go down um, a fairly good amount. So I don't know that you necessarily want to get out of this one because I do think, in my mind, I think this one goes back to 300. I think it covers this gap in this run and that gap right back here that came in June uh, from 277 to 295. I think you could cover that gap um, in this current run. I don't think that's out of the question. 
Um, and that comes from their April earnings where they just went down. Again, you're over that 200 day. If we move this to a daily and you were to look at this one, there'd be no way you'd get out of this one because you've just crossed the 200 day. You had that golden cross. Uh, well, you haven't had the golden cross. The golden cross really is the 50 day over the, the 200 day. And the gap here from their previous earnings is from 276 all the way up to 293. So I think you've got 290 in this, in this run. Uh, so I'd probably look to get out of ISRG at, at 290 if you're, uh, you're looking at some losses. I, I think 290 would be a good one to look at uh, for that one. And that's short term. Again, read up on the stock, understand the actual business. If you're a believer in that business, um, it sounds like some of the analysts are really just saying, hey, um, this is a stock that may have run its course. The PE isn't justifying it. So read up on it. I don't, you know, I would love to do more research for on it for you. I don't personally own it. I think you can do that research. Go to Finviz and just look it up. Read some of the articles on it. Understand that. If you have any questions, please just email me back. I always have time for you guys. Always. I think I get to everybody's email. I do have one email, I think Brent, that I've got to reply in my um in my box. And I promise I will. Uh, but let's look at her other one, Penn. Penn National Gaming. This is uh, Portnoy. Uh, I think Portnoy is incredibly entertaining as a stock guy. No way. Nah, he just, he never had it as a stock guy. And he's a guy who is a sports better who moved to stocks. And I think he's playing his stocks the same way he plays his bets is just, Hey, I'm going to, you know, hope and pray. Um, I, I I would hope that we'd have better luck than hope and pray. Uh, but Penn is kind of the same situation. Uh, the charts look super simple, similar to uh, interactive surgical, intuitive surgical, I should say. Uh, this one, you had a cross up here at $30.22. You're only at 36 though. Uh, I think this one, let me pull this back. This one went through a quite a fall. Yeah. Um, back in November of last year, we were all the way up near 72. Um, so you've kind of been cut in half. Here are my thoughts on Penn. And, and I've made the same mistake. And, and do as I say, not as I do. But Penn's PE is 26. It's not super expensive. They're making money. Uh, when Macau opens... Uh, I think these guys, I think every gambling uh, stock will go up. Um, I, I don't think there's anything to think that, that these stocks won't go up. As you get closer to the Super Bowl, I think these stocks go up. Uh, Penn has uh, some gaming contracts. They're down 30% year to date. Uh, October 6th, 6th Conaccord Genuity uh, had a $50 price target on it. Look at some of those, those most recent articles. On Penn, uh, in my mind, from a chart perspective, um, just because it's gone through so many, um, so much of a downturn, I think you've put in kind of some support here at $40. So it doesn't have support right now for $40. It looks like it's crossing over. The MACD's at 58 I think 36 might be a good time to get out. You've got some gaps down here at 32 um, this is again, short-term look, because if I look at my personal holdings, I mean, and again, 
You did the same thing that I did. Um, look at DraftKings. I talked about this with somebody else. I mean, shit, I'd be getting out of DraftKings right now because you got this big gap down here between 11 and 12. Look at that, that, that uh, cross up right there. Um, I should be out. Again, do as I say, not as I do. I, of the two, if I had to stay in one and get out of, get out of the other, I'd get out of Penn because you're significantly down on Penn. Take those losses. I'd throw it into something else. Honest to God, uh, I'd probably throw it into Google just because I, Google, in my mind, is, is, is the best bet that you have out there, but it's long term. Um, you know, if you want to go a little more diversified, buy VOO to Vanguard S&P 500 ETF. Uh, the, the Vanguard, the, the SPY is up near 4,000. I think you could probably wait till it goes down. Again, have some patience. You want to buy on down days. You don't want to buy on up days. But I, there's my thought for you. I, I think hopefully that covers it. I would probably get out of Penn, stay in uh, ISRG, just because I think ISRG probably has some, some hope. But I would, you know, as that, that gap gets filled in ISRG, I think I'd, I'd, I'd sell that one up there. You're down less on that one. Um, I, th I think you, you could do that one. Cooper uh, had written to me last week, and I forgot to bring this up. It was in my notes. <clears throat> he just found my podcast, listening every day, love what I do. Uh, he's a buy and hold guy, uh, but I use your advice to find good entry points. Um, and dollar cost average down. Wondering if you'd take a look at Zoom Info Technologies. This is not Zoom video. This is not the conference, the, the conference call thing. This is ZI, Zoom Info Technologies. I don't even know what they do, but holy wow. Um, I wish I would have gotten to you last week because it looks like you, on your way back up, there was a big day on November 16th. Look at that volume spike. Um, let's take a look. The algorithm has you out as of last week. It doesn't have you in. There is no reason to get in on this one. It looks like it's still on the, doesn't have any support whatsoever. So I wouldn't get into this one, but if you're in it, let's take a look. Um, the PE is 118. Too high. I mean, just too, that's why it's 60% down. Uh, October 5th, Morgan Stanley resumed coverage, said the price target is $66. Holy F. Um, but they did plunge on disappointing earnings. So take a look at those earnings. Sounds like they're not doing very well. Uh, they provide go-to-market intelligence and engagement platform for sales and marketing teams. Company's cloud-based platform. Clouds just sucked. I mean, clouds have just done horribly. But I would worry about that PE at 118. This year, they're growing by 372%. Next year's earnings, 18%. So I think you're going to continue to see some, some downside. Uh, Morgan Stanley might know something that I don't. Um, you know, you look at uh, Daiwa Secur Securities in September. They put out a $66 price target. You look at the February, um, these guys have all 70 and, and, and stuff like that. I don't know enough about it. My guess is that you're, you're probably looking at more downside just based on that big red um, PE number. Uh, I don't know when you get back to 66, but you know these monkeys sometimes throw out numbers and they don't mean anything. They're just, hey, we think they could go up to here um, because they're going to grow more. Mm, I don't know. You're 66% down from your 52-week high. They have a $66 price target. The 52-week high is 79 
Your 52-week low is 23. You're trading at 26. I don't think you're going back down to 23. Um, You're 14% from there. But could you go back down to 24? Possibly. Uh, So find out a little bit more about it, Cooper. But right now, the algorithm has you completely out of it. And that's as as of November 18th. So that was as of Thursday. Um, That MACD is down. The RSI is down at 31. You're probably coming to a buy. If you do, I'll give you this advice. If you come up with a a good reason, and and when I say good reason, a financial reason, a growth story, uh, that they should be over $30. You've got a gap here between $28 and uh, $30. You've got another gap here between $34 and $43. Those are both since the last earnings call. Uh, my guess is that their guidance was super weak because their earnings look okay. You had 21 cents per share in the previous quarter in August, 24 cents per share. Um, right now, that's a fairly big move, but their guidance probably came down. And so that PE is what's going to kill them. Um, but I like the question, like the stock, uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, Netflix documentary, I like the stock. Uh, we did get, and I think this was Jesse's suggestion, uh, and I did a, a little, and I put in a, uh, an alert for it because I did like it, Hershey's, H-S-Y. We got a buy on Friday, 224.61. It's 224.67, but it came in a little early on the text that came to me. This one's not bad. It, it, it's close to its 52-week high, so I do have to point this out. Um, it does have a... Fairly high PE at 34. Um, they're 16% up year to date. Their 52 week high is 241. So you're only 6% below your 52 week high. Um, you know, if, 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 if you like chocolate, I mean, might be a good buy if you like the chocolate. Um, I, I don't see any volume shelves that are going to point out that we've got, you know, huge downside. Um, I don't see anything that tells me that this is anything other than, hey, they're going to grow, continue to grow their business. Look at the earnings per share, 210. Then it went to 169. Kind of dipped down, but they said, oh, we're going to make, you know, make more money. Oh, 253. Great price. 180. Hey, we didn't do that well. 217 here in November. Um, the January one, if we go back to, do, 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 that's the 169. Look at what they did last year. I mean, you know, you had this big downturn, but 224, I think you could be going back up to 238, 240. So you might have 10% run in this one, but it, it looks like it's a good cross up. Um, I, again, if I were to pull this volume shelf back here to say January, where we were kind of there, you can see that there's a pretty good volume shelf posing here. Um, I'm going to bring this back so you can see the volume shelf. See it right here, 221 to 226. It's kind of where that volume shelf is. So you've got some support there. Uh, I do like it. I, you know, again, my only fear is that you're buying a high PE at his 52 week high. Uh, but I do like, I, I got the thing. Now, um, if we go to our Twitter, I posted this on all of my socials. Because Trendspider did a, uh, a, a Golden Cross, um, uh, and I'm going to go to my profile to look it up. 
And I'm sorry, I'm going to go through quite a bit because I think I posted a bunch this morning. Um, there's SPF, by the way. Uh, do do by Um John W. Rich is saying he's on Grinder. Kudos to you. Um, where is Transbiter? There they are. Jim Kramer. Oh, uh, yeah. That's over. There's my note. There's my note that I put. Here it is. So, Netflix, the last Golden Cross Netflix saw the stock ran 35%. Um, that was the last one that it saw. Now, let me see. There was a tweet. Yeah, here. Uh, why do we use 65-minute chart? There was a tweet. Oh, here we go. Do Golden Crosses really work? Let's find out. Using Trendfinder's testing strategy, we created a strategy to long spy on a 5200 SMA cross-up. That's the traditional one. 50, uh, when the 50 crosses up the 200 day and exits 30 candles later, 30 candles later. So they're doing a daily. So they just, um, I think it's daily. Yeah. Over the last 28 years, the strategy has an 83% win rate and an average return of 3.59%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that's over 28 years. Crazy, crazy good. And again, Transpider can let you you know, do those types of strategies. Uh, you can trade on those. You can do all of that. So let's take a look at their, uh, their Netflix golden cross. So if I go here and then I go to this, this is just a trend spider chart. Um, no different than what you guys see if I share it out there, but you can see these gaps here. It's kind of gapping up to 300. Could it go and fill that, that gap? This is a daily candle chart. So, um, 185, 184.35%, 68 bars, three months, six days. I don't know what the strategy is, but let's go back and let's look at Netflix in my algorithm and see that golden cross that, that they're talking about because Zephan wanted me to look at, uh, um, Netflix anyway. And we've got this huge gap, by the way, in the, in the chart. Um, and this was from their earnings call in January. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was April, uh, where they dropped f all the way from 350 down to 248. Uh, you are in this one at 287.58. You're trading right about there right now. Um, but if you do have this golden cross right here, that blue line crossing the 200 is the golden cross. And so you can see the algorithm has gotten you in and out. But if you were just doing it on a golden cross, buy it here. So far, you're doing pretty well because right there you would have bought at 228 and you're at 287 right now. So I do think that there's something to this um, that I think you're above the 200 day on this one. You've got this gap kind of within range of 350. Um, but again, if we go over to Finviz and we look at Netflix, Netflix PE is 27 and they're expected to grow this year, 81% next year, 1%. Uh, their ad, ad tier is actually performing fairly well. So I, I think in their next earnings, which is coming up January 20th, I think you could see some really positive uh, uh, things. And I think you're going to see some device sales that get people back into Netflix. I think you might see a gift certificate type thing um, back into Netflix. So I do think that 350, you could go in there. 
Um, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, oh, let me delete this. Um, remove. Actually, uh, let's see. Hide user on this channel. There we go. I had to remove a bot from from uh, YouTube. So I like Netflix. I think you could, you know, I might buy some here. Uh, we went over CHRD. Uh, oh, one big thing. So I think I'm getting more popular. But um, I got an email from an agent asking me to have a guest on the podcast. If you guys want me to have guests, uh, I'm going to put a poll right to me. You know, just put it in the Facebook group. Put it in a, um, you know, a Twitter thing. I may put a Twitter poll up to run for like the next month or so. Um, uh, write to me on Instagram. He's a financial planner. He's got some clout. Wants to come on as a guest. I probably wouldn't necessarily. I may, you know, chat with him live on, on YouTube. Uh, doing that type of live thing. Um, I'd have to figure that out though, uh, technically. And you guys know how lazy I am. But if you're interested, let me know. I haven't responded to his agent. I might, I might like it though. Uh, from a financial stand, planner standpoint, uh, if you're, you're interested, hook, you know, hook him up and tell me that you want to. But if you guys don't want to hear that and you just want to hear about stocks, that's fine too. This week's weekly stock pick. If you're not subscribed to his newsletter, you should look him up on, uh, on my uh, Twitter because I share a lot of his stuff and I also share a lot of his stuff on, uh, on Instagram as well. But his uh, weekly stock pick is Merck and Merck has been an absolute killer in my algorithm. Uh, September 22nd, we got a buy-in at $87.83. Today you're trading at 104. It's been on, on just this run and it's got all the confirmation in the world trading outside the Bollinger Bands. So it, 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 again, I can't tell you enough that golden cross happened on October 24th and, and you've continued going. Now you do have a gap here between 87 and 89, but that's below the 200 day. So right now you don't have to worry about, it. but uh, my weekly stock pick is Merck. It is Thanksgiving week. It's light. I don't know that you necessarily, uh, you know, get into this one, but you know, at 104, I think you've got 110 probably in your in your sights. Um, it is an expensive stock. This is part of the uh, um, price that you pay for a well-run company. The PE is at 17, um, but they 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 are just steady. They're growing 173 percent this year, two percent next year. Their 52-week high is 104.60, so you're right at the 52-week high. But that's his stock pick. Uh, he's got an algorithm that he does super, super successful. So uh, let's look at Tesla. Tesla is an interesting one. I saw a um, one of the traders of Tesla posted, hey, Elon's just killing us. Uh, all of his Twitter stuff is killing the Tesla stock. That's true. I mean, I, we've pointed it out. The, the gap between 138 and one, uh, 140 is probably in line. Uh, if we go back to this daily, uh, I think we'll still be able to see it if I start pulling it back fairly 
uh, a good amount. Yeah, we still see it. See, uh, I'm sorry, it's between 139 and 146. I think when you get to the 140 handle, you have, this is a daily. You have no confirmation to buy this at all right now. Nothing. The earnings are coming up on January 24th. There's no, um, you know, he, you're going to have, I think it's January 1st, he's going to, you know, release the quarterly sales of, of Tesla. It's down 2% at 175. I think if you wanted to start adding to your position, <clears throat> you could. The problem with Tesla, same thing as everything else that have kind of gone over, uh, it's the PE. The PE is at 55. This used to be at like, you know, 200. They started making money. They're expected to grow 669% this year. They're expected to grow 37% next year, five year, 48%. If you start growing at more like the 669, that's where this stock starts flying. But as they become a larger company, it gets harder. They're 55% below their 52-week high. They are only 2% above their 52-week low, but their 52-week low is at 176. So you're hitting 52-week lows right now. Um, it's a super volatile stock. Uh, it's down 48% year to date. There's no dividend. Forward PE is 31. It's expensive, but this is a you know main driver of the S&P. So uh, let's look at earnings whisper. Do I have an earnings whisper up? No, I don't. Let's see. Uh, earnings whispers. Uh, because there are a couple. We'll go to the calendar. Um, after market close. Zoom video reports today. That was the one that I wanted to look at. So let's look at Zoom video. I think my dad asked me about this one. Um, their problem is that they're just a video chat program and nobody's paying for them. So you're seeing them kind of, you know, I, I would say since you're on this low end, you're probably covering this gap between 72 and 76 today. I just can't imagine that they're going to announce, oh my God, we've got this killer app and everybody's subscribing to it. You know, I just don't see anything. But if you want to see more about um, why you should invest in Zoom and gamble, uh, their PE is 25, their forward PE is 22. If they announce they're making a lot more money, great, great. Um, but, you know, look at some of the, the articles on this one. Uh, but Zoom is reporting today. Dell is also reporting. We've seen a slowdown in PCs. Um, let's take a look at tomorrow. Is anybody doing anything tomorrow? Dollar and Best, Dollar Tree and Best Buy. The, the, these four, actually, the four top ones before the bell tomorrow. DLTR. Uh, I like this one. And, and when we look at the chart, you might see why I like it. But it's filled this gap on the way up. And, and honestly, we should have bought here at 141, knowing that it was going to fill this gap. But the gap's still above the 200-day. So I think your bottom line is, your bottom support level is 154. I can't imagine that it goes below 154. So taking the 52-week the, the route, I think you've built this support level here between 154 and 171. I think if they announce, you know, hey, we're going into a recession and people are buying down and people are coming to Dollar Tree, I think that's a good thing. I, I think that's where, you know, let's look at DTR. Um, and, uh, no, Dollar Tree. There we go. DLR, T, DLTR. 
Um, their PE is 23. Foreign PE is 19. They don't have a dividend. They're up 16% this year. They're 7% below their 52-week high. But if they come out with some crazy earnings, that 52-week high could get broken. Uh, if they even, you know, guide, the, you know, the same. So Dollar Tree is one. Uh, Best Buy. I'm not as bullish on Best Buy just because I think you've still got some supply chain issues. I think the consumer is slowing down. You have broken that. Um, you had broken that that 200 day, but it's clearly using this as a a resistance level at 71. Do I think you're going to 90? No. Do I think they're going to say, "Hey, we've got an Amazon killer. Uh, we're going to sell more TVs this year than Amazon"? No. So I'd probably stay out of that one. Dick Sporting Goods. This is an interesting one because they just came out with a price guarantee. And if you're a shopper for clothes, if you're a shopper for anything, Dick's has been a pretty good spot to go to. Um, They are a little bit more expensive, but with that price guarantee, is that going to bring in more people? Uh, They've had some really good earnings, 364, 285, and you saw that drop down there when you got to 285. Then all of a sudden you hit 368 in this crazy one. The algorithm loses you 27%. Buying and holding this one makes you 81%. The average win in my algorithm is 10%. And ironically, you just got into this one on Friday at 109.16. And you're trading at 107. So it's kind of ironic that the earnings are coming up and it's crossing up right before earnings. That might be a good one to put in. Baidu is a uh, China stock. And... China's an interesting one because at some point China opens and you're going to see these stocks soar. These stocks have been beaten down and it's going to soar. I don't know when that is. Government manipulates it all the time. But you have an algorithm that bought you in at 77.50 and boom, it's soaring up here. You've got gaps at 112 to 113, at 122 to 126, but you have those same gaps up there in, uh, in BABA. So this could be a, 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 a one to watch today because uh, tomorrow before the bell, if this one, it has lost some of its confirmation on the nine day, but I think if we close at about 91, I think you could feel comfortable looking at that one because that would kind of put it right at the top of this gap. But if they come out with some good earnings, my guess is this gap up here at 111 looks a little bit better. So Baidu is, of, of the three earners that we looked at before the bell tomorrow, I would say Baidu, or the four, I would say Baidu is probably the most interesting. Um, and at, when I say interesting, I, I think it could move either way, but I think that one could move the most. Uh, let's go over some scans because there are a couple. UNH, United Healthcare. You guys know I, I say United Healthcare should be in your portfolio, but I think it should be in your portfolio when it's under 500. Um, the buy-in is at 530. It's trading at 526. Doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of confirmation on the move up. The RSI is in no man's land at 49. Um, you did have that cross up there. The nine days moving a pretty good amount. It's probably going to cross up on this 21 day. Mm. The, the Golden Cross happened here on October 28th, and you see the Golden Cross just didn't work. It's kind of just come down. 
but it's going to probably capitulate here. I'd say again, 550, 500 to 550 is probably a pretty good trading range. And the reason that is, even though you had a cross up, look at the PE or 25. I mean, this is just one that gives back year to date. You're up 5%. You have a 1.2% dividend. Your 52 week high is 558. So you're only 5% below that. But your 52-week low is 436. You're 21% above that. So it does trade within this range between 450 and 550. Um, I think for the the ongoing year, um, you'll probably see that happen too unless there's some type of changes. Uh, Verizon. I've talked about Verizon before. I have Visible. If you want to sign up for Visible, the link is in the description with the the, um, link tree. Uh, I think I get 20 bucks. You get 20 bucks off. I have that service. I was at um, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium yesterday. The Wi-Fi sucked. But you know what didn't? The 5G. And I'm paying $25 a month. You know, the guy uh, sitting next to me, $110 a month for his Verizon service with all the taxes and stuff. I think it's the $90 plan. Um, He got slower speeds than me. And I pay 25 bucks on the same network. There's no reason for you to overspend on your uh your phone service uh you know i'll start my podcast on fire financial independence retire early but you know saving what 75 dollars a month let's see what's 75 times 12 900 a year 900 a year so you're gonna make a hundred dollars you know 900 dollars you're going to make about $100 a year probably on a profit on aggressive investments. Boom. 20 years from now, you got more money in your pocket. So um, Verizon, you had this cross up here at $35.91. This is a secondary cross up at $38. That $35.91, great buy. You're under this 200-day, the 50-day starting to move positively. I think you could could look at this one. They're spending a lot of money. That's the problem with Verizon. It's just, it's a race to the bottom in the cell phone world, but Verizon's actually doing fairly well in holding off T-Mobile. T-Mobile has just been having everybody's lunch in the uh, the the cell phone world. Host hotels crossed up. Uh, it's a secondary cross up because we crossed up here at 1843. Uh, you're at 1834 right now. You can see we're just kind of capitulating. You're using the 50-day as your support. Uh, it golden crossed up here, and that's probably why it got the the MACD cross up. It gold, you know, crossed up here at about seventeen. But I think you could easily run this one up to up to about the nineteen fifty, nineteen twenty, or nineteen uh, twenty dollar level. So I, I, you know, you can see the Bollinger Bands coming. You don't have full confirmation. Well, I guess you do this morning. You do have full confirmation. But um, this was a cross up. Thought I'd report it. Got some good volume shelves up here. Travel is in. Uh, that's it. Let me look at, can you take a look at SHLS again? Uh, let's look at SHLS. This comes from Jackson on, uh, oh, this is Shoals Technology. This one had another, yeah. See, this one at 2286, see that gap where it gapped up on earnings? I think I may have uh, said something on this, this um, cross up here. Because it came up on the energy, or was it? Let me see. Uh, no, it's not energy; it's technology. So it must have been on like a Nasdaq or something like that, uh, or the Arc Fund. Uh, look at the upgrade, November fifteenth to a thirty dollars price target. You're trading at thirty two. 
May it still got confirmation above the nine day. It's come back within the uh, the Bollinger Bands, but this is a crazy run. The RSI is at seventy six. Crazy, crazy one. Um, crazy, crazy. If you're in this one, kudos because you bought it twenty. If you bought it twenty two on my suggestion, you better freaking tip me. <laughs> Kidding. But the RSI is all the way up there at 76. I wouldn't get into this one. Even if it runs from 32 up to 60, I just probably wouldn't chance it. No reason to ch- you know, waste your good, hard-earned money. If you want to put 100 bucks into it, go and put 100 bucks into it. It's not going to zero. Uh, the, the biggest uh, drop you're going to see is down here to 22. So I, I think if you hit the 25 level, if you're buying here at 30, uh, and you get to 25, sell out because at the 25, you're going down to 22. Simple as that. Or buy puts. Just buy puts when you start to see, you know, this this button hook commit because that run is just crazy. Crazy. Brandon wants me to look at GME. I will do this just for you, Brandon. Brittany, bitch. <laughs> um, GME. Nothing's going to happen. I think... Um, what was it on Trend Spider? I saw Ryan Cohen is trending. Uh, let's look. What? Why is he trending? Became a meme stock king. He also likes Apple and Netflix. Um. So I admire the individual investors. Has joined GME for his first extended interview. Yeah, he's trending. He's trending because he did an interview. But GME, it it's it, going to a GameStop. They're not doing anything. There's no reason to be in, in games that they're not making money. They're losing money. I tell my cousin this all the time. Uh, you know, 12 to $10. It's 27 This was a stock that I almost bought at 15 when they had their earnings in December of 2020. Uh, 2020. I said, you know what? I think for some reason, I think GameStop is going to, you know, pump on this one. And I didn't do it. And when I think it went all the way up to four hundred dollars at that point within a couple of days, but the algorithm, ironically, here's the thing: the algorithm makes you two thousand seven hundred and four percent over a thousand candles. The actual stock makes you six hundred and eighty-seven percent by just buying and holding. Uh, you had twenty-six pers- twenty-six positions. You win forty-two percent of the time. Your average win is 67%. Again, this is not making any money. This makes no sense to put your money into. Uh, Watch the Netflix documentary and then tell me that those guys understand stocks. I like the stock. I mean, listen to that stuff. But, okay, 54 minutes, no podcast tomorrow. Um, Let me know if you want me to have guests on. Uh, Oh, um, Get ready for more uh, partnership with TrendSpider. They they upped my partnership. They seem to like what I'm, I'm doing. Uh, thank you to everyone who subscribed because I think I um you know you, quite a quite a lot of you actually subscribed. So thank you to you guys. Um, it, the other thing that I want to tell you is if you did subscribe to TrendSpider and it's overwhelming, that is understood. Um, let me be your guide. I will guide you through it. If you need any help with it, let me know. Once you set up my algorithm, you understand moving averages, things of that sort, I'll probably be putting together that, um, that guide that I told you about 
where I'm going to charge you like, you know, 15, 20 bucks probably. Uh, but I'll, I'll guide you on how to understand charting, how to understand moving averages, where to go to do it. It's, it, you know, when I mentor people, it's a four uh, session program that I typically do. Usually by session two, people understand exactly what these charts, what the, the candles mean, what the moving averages mean, how to use RSI, how to use Bollinger Bands, how to use stochastics. You know, what the hell is the MACD? Um, what's the movement like? Uh, and then you have to just get used to the stocks. So I'll probably put that together and, and give you some YouTube links on how to, um, how to watch. Everybody who's watched all the YouTube stuff where I learned, they're like, oh my God, it's awesome. Um, but I'll put that together for you. I'll charge a minimal amount. But if you're overwhelmed with TrendSpider, like quite a few people I think had mentioned to me, it's a lot of information, but it will be helpful. It's just not a plug and play style platform. With my algorithm, you can plug and play uh, if you just want to use my strategy. My goal would be you develop your own strategy where you're comfortable. So I know I can share my market scanner, so I can share that one with you um, if you're interested too. So uh, hit me up in the socials with your, uh, your uh, requests. Let's look at one more because you do bring up a good point, Jesse. Um, Sedge, Solar Edge Technologies, still got confirmation, man, at 304. I'm telling you, 200, buy it, 300, sell it. But it's got that confirmation. It's above the 200 days, so this gap is less relevant to me at 250 to 262. But that MACD is up there. It's kind of button hooking. I'd probably look to sell it over 300 um, and, and see if this 270, you know, takes some off the table. Doesn't mean it's not going to 330, but don't be greedy if you bought into it. So Ethereum's crashing. GBTC is crashing. Um, yeah, more crypto news. Sam Bankman Fried, biggest douche in the world. Uh, he said people are throwing money at him to support his new endeavor. Why would you throw money at this kid? No, I'm, I'm obviously out, out of the know. Uh, Devin's down 5%. Your energy's just getting torn up, but it's touching that 200 day. Now, yeah, I'm down probably a good amount today. So if you have any questions, hit me up in the socials. Thank you, 